This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, hello. Welcome to Chatting Human Design. I am your host, Janelle Turner. My guest today is, once again, a wonderful human I met over the summer in our mentorship program, Human Design Mentorship Program with Jess Fields. I just really want to talk to these people all the time. So it is really selfish of me to have them on as guests because really, I just want to talk to them. She is a 4-6 emotional manifesting generator, human design coach. Everybody, welcome Kasha. Hi, Kasha. Hi, Janelle. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me today. Um, yeah, so a little bit about me. Uh, I, as Janelle said, I'm a 4-6 emotional manifesting generator and that completely turned me on my head when I first learned was learning about human design and and sort of who I am and what my blueprint is and um, as I've been navigating this space I've really been able to hone in on some really incredible elements of who I am as a person and really create um, some self-acceptance around that and now I'm just really excited to share that with other people and more so specifically in the through the lens of leadership and uh, team building and teamwork and things like that. Yeah, so excited to talk to you about that today. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I love combining human design with other modalities to help people with, like you said, leadership, teamwork, entrepreneurship, those things. Because up until now, there's been kind of rigid ways that that people deal with uh, team building skills and all those kind of things. And it doesn't work the same for everyone. And some people uh, work better with negative, positive, negative, or positive, negative, positive sandwich, or some people work better <laughs> with other things. And that's, that's really the only one I know from working at a restaurant is they use that a lot. <laughs> but right um, it's so cool that you can combine these things and knowing someone's human design can really kind of give you a more perspective and insight and how to work with them um, as a team or as a duo or however you're working with them so that you both reach your goals and you're both satisfied with the outcome. So yeah. I think it's really awesome. And that's kind of our theme today is entrepreneurship, leadership, teamwork, and human design. Yes so exciting. I mean, I think for me, the first time I started incorporating human design outside of my sort of personal experience was really about honing in my strategy and authority and yeah. recognizing, you know, as an emotional um, authority, uh, I'm not meant to make decisions in the moment, right? And in business, um, and when you are a manager, you are responsible for making decisions all day long. Yeah. So I was finding myself, um, you know, being really eager about things one day and then agreeing to it and the next day waking up and just not having energy for it and not wanting to do this thing. And then it was like a whole, uh, like stuck in the mud type vibe. And, you know, I would lack motivation and I wouldn't be into it. Right. And I have an open, mm -hmm. um, heart center as well. And so yeah. for me, you know, I was shooting, I was doing things for other people. I was pleasing, mm -hmm. you know, the people around me and I was doing what I thought, meant um or what I what I thought was defined as something that would bring me success yeah and 
that was not the case. I mean, that was the case. Of course, I, I was certainly seen for what I was bringing to the table, but at the expense of, you know, my mental health, at the expense of my physical health, burnout, um, and just really, really, really struggling. And so I turned to human design to really help me find a sustainable way of managing my own energy and then my own energy sort of within the workplace. And um, now I work with my team on that as well. So my whole team knows their human design. Um, and so awesome. we have been able to tailor our, our environment really to get the best out of everyone around them. I work with projectors, I work with manifestors, I work with MGs and generators. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're all so different. And I've, I, I hope, or my goal really is that we've created a workplace where they can all thrive and, um, uh, yeah, where they can all thrive and really get the best out of their own day using without, you know, going over and above what their energy expenditure is. So it's really rad. Yeah. And a lot of people go through what you said, where they accept things and say yes to things and say yes to things because they think it's what's going to move them up the ladder and they think it's what's going to get, move them ahead in their business. If, if you're, if it's your own personal business, it can be even harder to say no because you're, you're, it's like FOMO. It's like, if I say no to this, like, is it ever going to come back around or is it going to ruin my career completely? So to have the strength to say, you know what, I'm going to look at these opportunities from a human design perspective. Is this really the right time? Because most times in human design, when you're, when you can't mm. decide when something is like a struggle and you're not sure which way to go, it's just not the right time. And you just have to wait it out, especially if you have an emotional authority or most other authorities, you kind of have to wait it out because you might be really excited and jazzed about something one moment and then you accept it and say yes. And then the next day you're not into it. And now you have to go through that crappy feeling of telling the person no, yeah. or you have to go through with it and feel yucky the whole time because you didn't want to do it in the <laughs> first place. And this isn't just emotional authority. As you touched on earlier, uh, you have an undefined heart center and I have an undefined heart center. And the heart mm -hmm. center is really about proving our worth to other people when yeah. it's undefined like we have. Most people have undefined heart centers. So this is a common theme for a lot of people is I'm going to show you how much I'm worth in this world by achieving, 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 cramming a lot into my day, 70 hour work weeks. Let me show you how much I love you by buying you all these things and oh, by yeah. spending my time doing stuff I don't want to do because I think it'll make me look good to you. All those feelings come from the undefined heart center. And that was the first center that we learned about. And I like lost my mind after we learned about the, human, about the heart center because it was totally different than what I thought from what I was reading and learning online from traditional human design stuff that I could find for free, essentially. For and sure. Jess is such a good, had such a great way of explaining things. It totally just blew my mind that most of us are in this place mm -hmm. and all it takes is to say no and to look at something from the perspective of what do I want rather than what do I think others want mm. from me? And that can be very difficult. Um, so it's really cool to learn this, this kind of stuff about yourself. And mm. as you know, Kasha, sometimes when you have people working together, if they have an undefined center and a defined center, it can be really attractive. Have yeah. you found that in your whole little group that you're working with? Yeah, so I actually have two manifestors that have defined hearts. 
um, on my team and or defined ego centers. And they are, I mean, obviously so confident and they really do end up setting the tone for, for the rest of the team. And, um, and it, and becomes like a very exciting, you know, my whole team will be really motivated around them when they're pitching their ideas. Uh, and it's really cool to see everyone sort of rally around them, their managers themselves. So when I see their whole team, literally, like, it's almost like a swarming effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and for manifestors too, I think that's extra special because, you know, we know their aura to be, you know, traditionally defined as like something that's repellent, right? Or something that's mm-hmm. a bit more jagged. And when we see these people who are just owning their true worth, it doesn't necessarily become about um, the job title. It becomes, a, it, it be, or things that are tangible, right? The things that we need to achieve, to sort of like, you know, check mark the sort of boxes of the social whatever. Um, I find that those managers are very centered around what they want. Um, and they're really coming. It's, it's so much more than the ego. It's beyond the ego. Mm -hmm. It's just this inner knowing, and they just know that this is what they're meant to do. And this is how they're going to set out to do that, that particular task. Um, and you know, for someone like me, who is, uh, constantly doubting themselves, right. Um, I'm inspired by that as well, because it Mm -hmm. even gives me that, that confidence that I can then, you know, share, share with the rest of the team. So it's pretty, it's pretty rad um, to witness human design in action. And when there's a consciousness around their, you know, my, their own design or our own designs, uh, we become aware of how we're then projecting ourselves onto others and I call that you know sort of like the the shadow of leadership we don't often know but we have all these people around us who are looking up to us whether we're conscious of it or not and so we have to be very conscious of our behaviors not in a way where we're going to minimize who we are but just of how we can imprint right and how Mm -hmm. maybe our own projections and our own shadows are probably doing people around us a disservice right because we're just going to end up passing that on and I have um you know, some generators on my team who only have like three defined centers who are Mm -hmm. very open and, you know, maybe even more open than some of the projectors on my team. And so when we're all in a big group, you know, again, it's just talking about that consciousness, really bringing down, um, really just bringing, grounding ourselves into our ideas, really thinking about what it is that we want, really thinking without our mind, Mm -hmm. how how we want to articulate some of our beliefs. And maybe when we are, you know, lightly debating, going back and forth, uh, we're really drilling down to the why behind, you know, what it is that we're trying to, what goals that we're trying to um, attain and, and things like that. And, and everything I would say in, I really talk about this because I would say in the last six months where it's just been so, so, so transformative that we've been bringing it on. Um, I find that my team is just engaging in a very authentic way, very, in a way that's yeah. true to themselves and they're unapologetic about it um, in, in a good way, in, in a way that I completely welcome because uh, I'd rather just have a very authentic interaction with people than, you know, them sort of just be yes people for me. Like I'm not interested in, I'm not interested in that. I want to create, you know, the best environment for people and the best company. I don't even own this company, but I want it to be the best. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can't really do that on my own. I have to really, uh, collab- you know, I collaborate with others. And, and when, when you're getting other people's ideas, and especially when they're coming from such a genuine place, mm-hmm. um, you really do 
get to see people's creative creativity just explode is yeah that Very is cool. so awesome I'm so mm -hmm. happy for you and that you're incorporating that because these learning about this in business is wonderful for these people but they can also take it into their personal lives and really understand their relationships that they have and it's such, it really works in all areas of your life. And it's super funny that you said you have generators that have three centers. My husband is a generator and he has three centers. He has heart, uh, sacral spleen, which is very Oof. like almost caveman-ish if you want to yeah. look at it that way, because it's like heart is, he's very, he's got a confidence that you, that you're talking about and like a competitiveness that I'm not familiar with. Sacral is here to work. Spleen is that whole uh, survival instinct. So my husband is basically a caveman, um, <laughs> but it's so, it's so wonderful because I have none of the same centers. I'm only two oh, centers cool. as well. And I have none of the same. So as you said, being around him, sometimes his will center really gives me confidence and like the boost to do these things, like doing this mm -hmm. podcast, he really helped me with that. And being around his defined sacral gives me the boost to get things done. Sometimes I just have to be aware. And that's, huge with human design as you were touching on before even if you don't do anything or even if you make the wrong choice just being aware of the choices that you have in front yeah. of you that's huge because then you could say okay I went this way when I knew good and well I should have gone that way and this is what mm -hmm. happened so all right I learned my lesson maybe I'll go the other way the next time because we're all going to do what we want we're humans and no one's going to go 100% of the time, I'm going to wait for the invitation and not do anything, oh, yeah. you know, I'm going to follow my SNA totally 100%. Like it's never going to happen. Only. We're, we're going to go, <laughs> nope, I know what I should do, but I'm not going to do that. So acceptance in human design to me is one of the most important things, because when you learn about others, human designs, you can accept things about them that were almost hard to accept before. Like there's yes. certain things about people that I was like, oh, like, I don't, I don't know if I like that about you. And then when I learned their human design, I'm like, oh, well, that's why. That's who you are. It's yeah. Who you are. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why it takes human design for me to, to have an acceptance towards things, but I guess it's just, it, it shows me, like you said, this is the energy that they're here to bring and they're here to mm -hmm. be this way for a reason. And I'm not here to question that. So go on being your way and <laughs> And I will accept you. And it's been much easier for me to work with people and to have relationships because of this acceptance and this awareness. It's not just what I learn about myself in my human design chart. And this is something that has been super important for you as well. I'm sure it's the other, it's the other, it's the other people. Oh and it, if you look up your human design chart on mybodygraph.com, I dare you to not look up somebody else's because I know you will. <laughs> And it can be anyone. Um, I can't remember who the first person I looked up. I think my best friend. But uh, you'll want to know. You'll want to know, okay, this is how I work. Well, how does my husband, sister, brother, yeah. mom work? Then you know, okay, this has always bugged me. This, for some reason, this is the reason I like to learn things is the things I said that bug me about people, it turns it around on me. And I'm like, oh, okay. They're like that because they're a manifesting generator and they have a lot going on and that's going to yeah. feel like a lot to me. Mm -hmm. That's okay. And that mm -hmm. has been very, very helpful. Yeah. And I'm sure it's been helpful with you and your team to learn that there are times when some people are just going to have to step away 
because there's a lot of energy flying around and some people need a little bit of a break. I'm talking Mm -hmm. mostly to the non-sacral beings, but it can really be anybody. For sure. And there's a lot of non-sacrals, you know, on the teams that I, on the teams that I work with and a lot of the people that I know they're non-sacral and they're non-emotional. And so when you have someone like me who is sacral, is emotional, is also an MG, I'm a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lot. I'm a lot. And and that's also something that I bring to the table. That's also a gift, right? But for the majority of my life, I muted myself because it was a lot. And there were a lot of people who were like, ah, I don't know what to do with you. And um, they didn't, they really didn't know how to work with, with my energy. They were maybe in, in, it was like a bit of an enigma, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and it was easy. It's easy for people to get wrapped into my energy. I mean, I'm an MG after all, that is sort of my, 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 my thing. That is your thing. (laughs) Um, but for, but for the non-emotionals and for the non-sacrals, you know, I'm, I'm very aware of my presence and how, and creating a space for them, right. Mm-hmm. To, to not necessarily feel like they need to keep up and um, that they, they can go at their own pace um, within, you know, because, because it's running business within certain guidelines, which yeah. I think makes it even harder because, you know, um, the principles of capitalism state, you know, profit mm-hmm. and loss statements. And at the end of the day, we know we need to be making money and da, 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 da. And so how yeah. do you, how do you create a business where yes, okay, you're sort of still subscribing to some of those philosophies, but in a way that is focusing on your people. Wow. And so it is uh, it is a challenge, but I think, I think the way of the future is a, a balance. Like we need, we need a balance because yeah. otherwise you just kind of end up with um, what we're dealing with now, which I think um, people are sort of, a lot of people are questioning the structures that are around them and whether or not they fit in, right? And so we see more people like the gig economy. Um, we see, you know, workplaces being so much more open to something like working from home. I bet mm-hmm. that has changed, you know, the non sacrals lives <laughs> probably just, I mean, immensely because they're yeah. one, no, no longer subjected to other people's energy 24 seven, just right. theirs. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, um, as well as even if you're someone who's like maybe single definition, like, you know, you could be doing really, really well working from home. But if you're like me, who's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm like, oh, I need people. I need mm-hmm. people so bad. Um, and so, you know, resorting to something like Zoom is helpful, but it's, you know, not not quite the same as an mm-hmm. in-person experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the workplaces are adjusting to accommodate for, you know, the uniqueness of people. Um, I'm not really looking for everyone on my team to be the same. That's kind of boring. And, yeah. um, you know, and then I'm not going to get the best out of, I'm not going to maybe have the most talented team because we're all, you know, you have group think. We're mm-hmm. all thinking alike and acting alike. And I kind of say that's a little bit archaic and, you know, we want to, we want to continue evolving and progressing as humans. And also, you know, when we're in a group Um, uh, and so how do we get to, again, how I'm always asking the question, how do I get the best out of, you know, everyone around me? And it really does come down to working and and knowing your energy and um, having really strong boundaries and knowing when to say no and knowing when to say yes and giving people the time and space to, to answer either way. Wow, Kasha, you're going to have like such an amazing business. I feel like you're going to have your own thing. I don't know what it is, but 
and like you said, you're going to hire people and immediately what's your human design, you know, oh, we're going to yeah. figure this out. And it's not that, that you're going to hire people because of their human design, but you'll know how they'll work together and you'll know yes. what positions might be right for them. If you're, if you're in between two or something like that. And wow, that is so awesome that, that you're, that you're doing something like this. And just as you touched on the work from home situation is, is, has probably been huge for a lot of people. I wait tables. Well, I used to do that full time. I now do it part time. So I do that three days a week. It's not great for my energy, but being able to do things like this and, uh, read charts, um, from home has been really amazing. And it's really nice, like you said, to kind of be in your own space, but to also cultivate your time in a way that works for you. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not really good at being productive in the morning, like work productive. I'm productive with my own stuff. Like I like to work out. I like to do yoga. I like to meditate. I like to pull cards. I like to do a bunch of stuff and takes me a long time because I'm really slow and I get distracted and I'm over here with my dogs and I'm just doing stuff. And before I know it's been like three hours. So I tell myself, I don't have to start working until 10, 930 if I have something I really need to do because other people obviously have their own timetables as well. Mm-hmm. But I give myself a, a big window in the morning so that I can get feel like I've taken time for myself and then I can give time to other people. I love that. And I've also decided that I, I'm not going to be super productive after four o'clock. Like that's just not how I am. I can do things, but if I, my most productive window is going to be 10 to four. So like, that's when I try to get things accomplished and it works for the most part. I work at the restaurant nights three times a week. So I don't Mm. leave for work until four, but that's a little bit of a flippity flop. And that's something that I'm working with, but the rest of the time I get to do it this way. And it has felt so amazing. And I feel like I accomplished more because I know like when my work window is and I'm like, all right, cool. Get your stuff done. All right. You're almost done. And then it starts to get like three, four o'clock and I'm like, okay. And I just get tired. I mean, I'm a projector, so I just get tired. And this has really helped me a lot. And to know that in the future, perhaps businesses will recognize this and go, okay, you need to split your workday into like three and half and have like an hour and a half in the middle or however much time, like for a nap and to eat into like two mm-hmm. hours, maybe. Okay, cool. As long as you get your stuff done, like that's fine. Yeah. And I think that's going to be really huge for a lot of people because once you get to structure your own time, it really, you really look at the other aspects of your life and you're like, all right, this, this is, this is about, this is my time. This like, how do I, I'm going to spend my time. And you really fit in the things that you enjoy. And so mm-hmm. even though I have to go to the restaurant three days a week and it's not my favorite thing, I look forward to most of the week because that's my time and I get to structure it however I want to. I love that. And you're taking time every day to get in your body, into your body. And I think mm-hmm. um, for a lot of projectors that I know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think your embodied physical experience is what helps you carry throughout your day. Very um, much, yes. You know, you really do need to kind of get centered, empty mm-hmm. out your containers, like mm-hmm. <laughs> empty out your centers, mm-hmm. um, because there's just so much that you're picking up on, you know, even without, even without being aware of it. And exactly. uh, when I see some of my projectors running around in circles around me, I'm like, Hey, 
when was the last time you just went on a walk? Like when was the last time you went out in nature and like that is so cool. You know, breathed. (laughs) Uh, That's like the best thing. It is an experiment after all, right? Like you can tell someone, and if they're not ready for for the information or share that with them, you know, they might not be ready. But eventually, they get there, and when they do, I'm like, I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. It can be hard for projectors because we don't want to, to, well, to me, I'll speak to me, but I think for a lot of projectors, the idea of rest and break sounds weak and sounds like we Mm. are failing. And that another thing is if we took, take a break in the middle of something, maybe we won't come back and maybe we won't finish that thing at all. And then we just failed and it was a, it was a waste of time. So I've learned that breaks can be very small. They can be just a few minutes. They can look however you want. You can walk into another room. You can walk outside. You can take a walk meditation, stretching, dancing, yelling, whatever it is where you're by yourself in a space, even for just a few minutes is like so much more energizing. And I find that if I do it in the middle of a longer project, I like look forward to getting back to what I was doing. I was like, okay, cool. I meditated. I'm I want to get back to it. Like, cause it's still on my mind. And it's not like I zapped all my energy it's like a recharge and I never thought Mm. thought taking breaks like that would be recharging I thought they would just make me more tired and I would be lazy and never do anything but it's not true again that's just (laughs) that's just perpetuating a narrative you know Mm -hmm. that I don't necessarily again I really don't subscribe to or you know I'm trying to decondition myself from that because I'm an MG I like to do a million things at one time and sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't finish and I've had to learn how to delegate (laughs) yeah um to help overcome that um but even then uh you know I'm still I'm still concerned too about the you know being judged or seen as someone who is flaky or Mm -hmm. lazy because I don't have the energy to finish and you know, it's just, it's just who I am. And and if I am finding myself in that space, it's like, well, did I maybe um, say yes to something that I may not have needed to say yes to? <laughs> right. Uh, and, and really learning from that and, and really, instead of um, judging myself and being so hard on myself for it, you know, it's really just like, it's okay. Like you'll learn, you'll learn for next time. You know, it's hard being like, I think, especially go post Saturn return, um, that need for control, that need right. for, you know, knowing that need for perfectionism, um, you know, that really made me force my way through finishing tasks that I was completely burnt out by the end of it. And like, for what, for like a, you know, a thumbs up emoji. Cross it off your list. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, never mind. I don't, I don't know about that yeah. anymore. Um, and, you, you know, for sometimes if for other managers who don't really get it, you know, then you're not being a team player and you're not, you know, mm-hmm. you're being, you're, yeah, you're not being a team player. I actually um, was having a conversation with my RCOO about this last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, we were doing an an assessment for something that we're going to be rolling out later this year and um and he even said it he's like oh well yeah you're not really you you know it was something about teamwork and he's like yeah I would say you're a two for this and I was like well I actually challenge you on that you know because I was just like look in this old narrative yes that would make sense but I would say by me saying no and by me saying there's someone else who's better suited to complete this project, it doesn't make me not a team player. It actually makes me like a champion of other people's successes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. 
And why can't we just reframe a lot of those things that way? I don't know. Exactly. Um, I think we're getting there. We're getting there for sure. But yeah, it's still like you have to ch- constantly challenge those narratives, especially in the workplace. Otherwise, you know, the change is going to be just take so much longer. <laughs> right. I know the old school narrative is how much can I pile on you? If you keep saying yes, I'm just going to give you more and more to do. And yes. you're going to keep stretching yourself thinner and thinner. And maybe I have a bare minimum that you need to hit of quality and you're hitting that bare minimum of quality. So that's fine. I don't need to, yeah. it doesn't matter to me. No, it's, it should be, Hey, I want your work to be as quality as it can be. Yeah. So maybe I should shoot you the things that are more suited for you. Maybe yeah. I should lighten up the, even though you say yes to some things that doesn't mean more, more, yeah. more, it means good that she's spending quality time on these projects and it'll yes. come out the way that she wants. And you'll be more connected and you'll be more proud of your work. And overall it will end up being a better experience for everybody involved. Oh my gosh. So. Yeah. Your, your work is not connected to your productivity. No. And, uh, and, you know, I, I say that quite a lot to my non-sacral friends uh, because, you know, you do need to take a break. <laughs> yeah. You need to rest um, yeah. in order to recharge, just like mm-hmm. you said, uh, in order to go up. for the next thing. It does not mean you're giving up. It does not mean I think that you're now less than. Right. I don't, I really don't think that. And, um, and, and when you are in a position of leadership, you feel that pressure all the time from you to perform and be and do Mm -hmm. and then I come in and I'm like actually you don't need to and they're like what are you what are you talking about that is just such a shock to my system (laughs) and and I'm like no please take a day off (laughs) whoa that's so great (laughs) that's so great and then their quality of work is so much better and you're much happier with it you're like okay cool I'll just keep doing this because look how great you're doing yeah. I mean, not, not to continue bringing this up or anything, but I mean, we are also dealing with like a collective experience at the moment where mm-hmm. there is like nothing that we've ever really experienced before we're experiencing. Totally. And so that in itself is something that needs to be addressed in the workplace too, because that is, that is posing a lot um, of other challenges. And, and I, be, I work in hospitality. And so, you know, we're being inundated with things all the time changing for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as managers and as leaders on the floor, we're the ones pivoting the, the quickest um, in order to be able to accommodate. And that can be like that, that in itself, just even thinking about that uh, is, is a lot of energy. And again, if you're a non-sacral you're, and you're constantly pivoting in your mind, you really do need to take some time every day to get back into your body and get centered and, you know, empty out and, um, I, I really don't think I understood the importance of that until we, until we finished and, and did the mm-hmm. course with Jess, because that blew, that blew my mind as right. a pretty defined human. Um, I'm like, I'm going to empty out my heart center. I'm going to empty out my spleen, like blah, mm-hmm. get it all out, get all those fears out, get all that other stuff, all the shooting, you know, um, all the other reasons for motivation. Like I want to be intrinsically mm-hmm. motivated. I want to work on what I really want to do. And I need to get clear on doing that. And I can't do that without getting into, getting into my body and getting in, getting out of my mind. (laughs) Yeah. And we all have places to empty out. Even if you have all nine centers, which I think is possible to have all nine centers defined. Yeah. Yeah. You have uh, undefined gates. And so there's always a place to empty out. It's not just for the non-sacrals, but for non-sacrals, it can really mean the difference between quality work and 
like having a mental breakdown. So it's really nice to just take that time during the day. And I'm so happy that you came on and I'm hoping that you encourage other business owners or people who are working on starting their own business to look at the model of teamwork and relationships in the workplace in a different way, in a way that's more unique to the individual in a way that's more compassionate and forgiving of other people's challenges, because we all have challenges in our human design chart and to have someone just the way you worded it, you know, take a day off or have you taken a walk? Oh my gosh. I only had one office job for like 10 months and it was terrible. But if someone ever came up to me and said, do you want to take a walk? Like I would have been like, yes, yes. That's so awesome. (laughs) So I hope that it encourages other people to think this way. And I have one more question for you. That's okay. Before we go. Sure. All right. Here's the question. If you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume that you had done? Oh, um, uh, I, this, uh, probably something political. <laughs> really? That's what I thought too. When I thought about you, I was like something like protesting or yeah, something protest- like that. Yeah. For- probably pro- protesting something political, something That's very awesome. neo, neoliberal. Yeah. That makes me jealous because I'm so like afraid of breaking rules. And this is from conditioning, conditioning, conditioning that anything that has to do with like rules and police and getting arrested, like terrifies me. So when I thought of my answer for this question, I was like, jaywalking. I couldn't, I couldn't (laughs) think I was like, or I used to be a, have a lead foot when I drove, when I first learned to drive, I sped a lot. So maybe speeding or jaywalking, but like, I get, I get too scared to do anything, but I'm jealous that you, you have the guts to, cause I think protesting and all that stuff is awesome. And like, if that's how you were arrested, it would suck, but I would be like, Oh, look at my friend. She's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, within reason, but yeah, I think I am not allowed to, um, I'm like on the, the Canadian RCMP list. I'm not, I wasn't allowed to go to certain rallies during certain political, political times. I think that's um, so cool. I don't, I still don't really know why. I mean, I'm not like, I like to think I'm an, I'm a nice person, but I'm very super nice person. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. And I think that that's awesome that, that you're like my badass friend. So thank you so much for coming on the show and thank thank you for having me. Thank you everybody for listening. And I hope we will see you again soon on chatting human design. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.